Menu Feed, a bi-weekly podcast from Restaurant Business and Food Service Director. I'm Pat Kobe, Senior Editor covering Menu, Food, and Drink for both brands. Today I'm chatting with Rick Petralia, Director of Menu Strategy and Innovation for Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers, the rapidly growing fast casual based in Wichita, Kansas. Rick started at Freddy's earlier this year, coming from Italian chain Fazoli's, where he led menu development for many years. Burgers and frozen custard are very different from pasta, he admits, but the same R&D principles apply. Listen as the chef describes how he is tapping his operations background, analyzing consumer research, and pushing the envelope on flavor to put his stamp on Freddy's menu. Welcome, Rick. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Well, let's start by you telling me a little bit about your culinary journey and what brought you to Freddy's this year. Yeah, absolutely. So I went to culinary school in Rochester, New York back in 2001. But at the time, I was working um, as a server slash cook at a restaurant and got promoted to manager. So I, I actually I worked in operations for about 14 years to where I was every position you can think of, culinary manager, general manager, multi-unit manager. I did that for quite some time. Um, the last eight and a half years or so, I've been in the culinary development, uh, most recently prior to Freddy's with Fazoli's. But I left there about six months ago, and I'm here at Freddy's. I'm really happy to be here. I do think that my ops background um, is a great asset in this QSR space, because I know what our people have to go through each and every day. And I do have that empathy of, of what it's like to be in the trenches and working, you know, high volume QSR or, or fast casual kitchens. Right. I'm sure that like impacts the kinds of menu items that you develop too. Yes, it does. I mean, if you, if you ask some people I work with, um, they will tell you that I do, I still try to push the envelope on flavor and, and, um, uniqueness, but I'd rather start high and then, and then bring it back down and vice versa. So mm-hmm. I still do, do try to aim high. So how else is your experience valuable to your new role at Freddy's? So just thinking about my time at Fazoli's, um, you know, it goes without saying that pasta and burgers are very different <laughs> and pasta and frozen custard are even more different than that. But <laughs> other than that, I mean, it's the same principles. You, you really want to follow trends you want to conduct research and you want to, after your research, you want to put the food in front of guests and, and see what they think about it. You want to get your your partners and in, in operations and training and, and finance and make sure they're all satisfied with what you're trying to put out there. And uh, it's really the same principle. So that's so the wealth experience I've had with Fazoli's is translated over really well. Now it's a different company, different it's a larger company, more people to work through and, and whatnot. So there there have been some differences there, but overall, when it comes down to it, it's the same similar process to developing a menu item. Right. How many units are there now? It's hard to keep track because we're opening them almost every day, it seems like. I mean, we uh, we uh, are going to open 50 by the end of this year, for the year, I should say. But um, yeah, 440, I believe, is where we're at right now. But I, I think we have 10 more coming this year. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. And I know that about 17% of your sales come from frozen custard. So how do you approach menu innovation on that side of the menu? First off, yes, it's about 17%, but we think it should be higher and can be higher 
So we're working on some ways to make it better, whether that's improved offerings, different marketing, different execution, more ways to order custard. That's in the works because I think we'd be higher than 17%. We have an amazing frozen custard product. It's really the best out there. But, you know, we, we do approach it, approach innovation. Um, seasonality is really important with frozen custard. Um, for example, right now we have our pumpkin pie concrete where we actually blend a whole slice of pumpkin pie in with vanilla custard for this amazing fall dessert. I think seasonality is more important for desserts than it is for for burgers even. So yes, with desserts in mind, frozen custard, we're absolutely approaching a seasonality approach. Um, we have a great new peppermint Oreo cookie concrete coming out, or shake, I should say, uh, coming out uh, later this year for the holiday season. Mm. You'll notice that I mentioned the Oreo. We're going to approach some co-branded frozen custard items. Um, you know, I have nothing against condiments for burger, you know, condiment manufacturers, but I think on a dessert, co-branding goes further than saying this is made with blank mustard or blank mayonnaise, saying Oreo or Reese's or Ghirardelli or I, that name for me and, and what we've seen at least in some research, it, it, it goes further on a branded dessert item. So you'll probably see more of that from us as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, our sister company, Technomic, does a lot of uh, research in that. And I know that they had a study showing that branded desserts really are bigger sellers among consumers. So. Yeah, absolutely. An Oreo is going to sell better than cookies and cream. Right, for sure. And how often do people order frozen custard? I mean, is it like across the day or is it, um, you know, does it skew towards the late afternoon or late night or? If you're looking at a percentage of sales for that date, for that particular day part, it over indexes in the um, the off meal periods, like afternoon and late night. Um, but the bulk dollars of the sales does come from dinner. We do see a big opportunity with growing our custard sales in lunch um, mm. because we that's our lowest day part for percentage of sales. So, and we do we serve a lot of guests for lunch. Uh, just we're not selling as much, many of them custard as we'd like to. Maybe you need mini desserts because people don't eat as much at lunch. Yeah, we do have a mini, a, a really a small mini shake and concrete. So. We are looking at, you know, do we bundle that with things? Do we have different flavor profiles? Is there a, a different way to order it, et cetera? So we are looking at all avenues of selling more custard at lunch and all day parts, really. So what are some of the um, other food and drink additions you'd like to bring to the menu? I mean, like when you were hired, did you have certain ideas that you wanted to incorporate? So when I was hired, I was asked a question by just about everybody um, I interviewed with. And my response was was pretty much this. It was, it doesn't really matter what I want to add to the menu. Let's utilize data and be disciplined in finding what menu gaps exist, what do our consumers want to buy from us, and what will bring in new consumers. So that is the approach that we're taking. And what we found, you know, this is just one example of something we're working on, is that, um, you know, while kids love dining at Freddy's, we there not as many of them do as we wish, as we hope would, and that parents they're not they don't visit as frequently as we'd like them to. 
So um, we're working on a revamped kids menu. We're going to take our kids menu from good to great. Um, and, and it's not just the menu itself. It's going to be, it could be different packaging, different you know, promotion. So it, we're working on everything kids platform um, just to really bring in that um, millennial family uh, more often and bring more of them in. Right. I would think and we found data to do that. Data is what drove, drove that. It wasn't just us peeking into a restaurant or asking five mm-hmm. people. You know, it, it was really utilizing, you know, primary research, secondary research to to come to that conclusion. Right. Now, I was going to say, if I was a kid, I would love to eat frozen custard for lunch. Well, they do. Yes. And, and my kid loves going to Freddy's a lot more often now that I work there. <laughs> and so what are some of the items you can't touch on Freddy's menu? Are there certain signatures that have built a loyal fan base over the years? I mean, just about everything at Freddy's is a loyal fan base, but there are certainly some untouchables. Like, for example, our French fry. Um, we use a really thin shoestring fry. It's thinner than than most. It's three sixteenths of an inch. Normally, you see a quarter inch thick mm-hmm. on the shoestring. Some manufacturers don't even make it that size. So that's how um, unique that size is. Um, if I were to recommend changing that, I, it probably wouldn't be good for my, my career. I don't know that for a fact, but I'm not going to test the waters there. But our fry is um has a real loyal following guests love our fries and our fry seasoning um also the way we prepare our burgers um we use 85 15 lean beef um, and we hand smash them to order to get these nice crispy edges if i were to recommend a change to that process probably wouldn't go over well because that's what makes us ready that's why our guests go to us spend a premium price and and they love coming here how did they get the name Steak Burgers? Is it the type of meat you use or the blend or? Yeah, so we do utilize um, you know, lean 85%, 85-15 lean beef. And it, it's not from like one particular cut of steak, but it um, it is all whole muscle um, ground. It's it's not random parts ground together. It's a really, it's a really great burger, really great flavor. And the way we we smash on the grill. You get some of that Maillard browning on there. It's it's when it's done well. It's done. It's amazing. It's basically the only way I want to eat a burger now. Now yeah. that I've been working there, it sounds great. What are some of the most popular toppings? I mean, I know that you before maybe it was before you came there, but they have a lot of LTOs where they try different toppings. Have there been any that have been really popular, and any that you might want to try? So we we ran a now this is way before my time, but we ran an LTO of Hatch Chili, and it sold so well in the Southwest markets that we it's still on their menu today. I actually haven't tried it yet at Freddy's, but I've been told by countless people in our office we need to explore Hatch Chili again. So that that was one I guess was really popular LTO that we may bring back someday. I'm not positive there, but that went well. Our grilled jalapenos, I think, are amazing. Um, and we so we have a jalapeno pepper jack burger, which is really good. Freddy's does have a pretty classic menu. Our our basic, um, our, our original double, which is our most popular menu item by far, is mustard, onion, and pickle. And we use the highest quality whole pickle planks I and mean, really great pickles. So those are our most popular content, toppings, are, are those three right there. But mm-hmm. you make everything to order at, at Freddy's. You can 
customize your burger however you'd like. We do have a lot of guests adding things like our our Freddy's sauce, our it's Thousand Island dressing, uh, our grilled jalapenos, our, our caramelized onions. So we do have a lot of guests adding and customizing the burgers. I read actually on our website that there is a new prototype planned for Freddy's without dining seating. And I guess that came out of the pandemic or maybe before that. But uh, how does that impact your menu development if you're only working on items that are like to-go friendly? Yeah, so we we have opened two locations that are walk-up and drive-through only. And the vast majority of our locations now and our future openings will still have a dining room. But we are you know, in, in places where it makes sense. You know, we may not have a dining room. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, regardless of which model restaurant we're looking at, off-premise and to-go um, is the majority of our sales, drive-through, et cetera. So, uh, and I don't see that changing. We just revamped um, our app and our loyalty base is growing exponentially. So we are definitely going to have, um, we're going to see this high percentage of off-premise sales. In terms of menu developments, I, I learned early on in my career, even before the pandemic, when you're developing a menu item, you got to taste it twice. You have to taste it fresh. You have to put it in the packaging and taste it 20, 30 minutes later because there's going to be some items that do really well and some items that, that don't do well. So at Freddy's, you know, I mentioned our fry earlier. You know, 30 minutes later, our fry is cold, but it's actually still kind of crispy. So mm-hmm. just the, the, the unique shape of it tends to do better than some other types of fries out there. Our burgers travel really well. Our um, frozen custard which it, it can melt, of course, but it's um, surprisingly, I've had shakes 20 minutes later and it, you know, it's a little thinner, but they do really well. So it's definitely something you have to keep in mind every time you develop something, you have to just ask, how does this, um, how does this do in, in, in packaging? Not necessarily with, with um, Fridays, but in my previous career, you know, there were items that we had to tweak because they didn't do well in our packaging um, 20, 30 minutes later. A crispy par- a panko topping was mushy after some time in the packaging. So we had to revamp the recipe to make it perform better. So, yes, right. it's definitely something that we keep in mind all the time. Well, I was always amazed that during the pandemic, you know, there were um, there was data showing that people were ordering a lot of ice cream for delivery. I mean, that would never cross my mind because I would think it would be, you know, kind of melted by the time it gets to your home. But yeah, in my house, my wife does this thing where she'll pull the ice cream out of the freezer and then she'll tell Alexa to set an eight minute <laughs> timer. And that's when she eats it because she likes it to be soft. Uh-huh. I prefer it a little harder myself, um, but yeah, it, it's um, people love getting our our custard to go. In, in fact, um, our percentage of custard sales for drive through and takeout are actually higher than dine-in, believe it or not. So mm. we, uh, now they're probably eating it in the car before they even get it to home and have their dinner. Right. <laughs> but, or how, I mean, how can you resist? But um, we do sell a lot of it for off-premise. Oh, cool. And, you know, we've done a lot of stories on how breakfast is growing, especially in the quick service sector. So would Freddy's ever get into breakfast? And if you did, what kinds of things would you want to see on the menu? So we actually have one airport location right now, Oklahoma City. I have not been to that location yet, but I have tried some of the menu items. We we, we do have breakfast in that Oklahoma City 
airport location. And um, we have some pretty standard items. We have a, um, a an egg bagel sandwich that you can get with sausage, bacon, or steak burger. We have a breakfast burrito. We have a breakfast bowl. And you know, there's no immediate plans to get into breakfast in our traditional locations, mm-hmm. but certainly for non-traditional locations, like uh, future airport locations, we hope it open more. We'll have breakfast in those locations. Um, if there's other non-traditionals like college campuses and casinos, which um, we don't have breakfast in those now, but it could be a possibility in the future. I don't foresee having breakfast in all locations anytime soon. I'm not saying never. Never is a very long time, so I would never say that. But um, right now, it's not a strategic priority. There's a lot of other places to do breakfast. We do lunch and dinner better than any other burger chain, in my opinion. So we're going to continue doing that. And are you on some college campuses now? I didn't realize that. Yes, we are on, um, I believe, Wichita State. That's the only one I know of. There may be others. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, I have to confess, I've never been to a Freddy's because I've lived like west, you know, east of I guess the Appalachians yeah. <laughs> most of my life. I did live in Chicago for a while, but I, I don't think there's one there either. We have a few in the Chicago area, but they're they're like they're they're not in the metro. Right. And how do you get inspiration for menu innovation, whether you know, whether it's on this job or in your previous jobs? I mean, do you go to a lot of restaurants to get ideas or do you travel or where did the ideas come from? <laughs> Yeah, so um, ideas come from a lot of places. I mean, they come from seeing what the competitors are doing. And I, I take that information and I say, okay, what are they doing that we can do better? Yeah, I, I don't ever want to be a copycat. But yeah, we do look at the competitors a lot. Um, we look at industry trends. Even things you see on like, I mean, TikTok, it's amazing what creators are doing out there in TikTok food-wise. And these are people who are not classically trained they're just home cooks, and but they're coming up with amazing ideas, amazing ways to repurpose food and reimagine food. Um, there's a lot of inspiration out there. When it comes to burgers, I mean, I my, my family makes fun of me. I o- almost order a burger everywhere I go now because I, I want to try and see what's out there and always look for inspiration. Yes, yeah, so I, I do eat a lot of burgers now, uh, especially, <laughs> I mean, not just Friday's burgers, but when I go out to eat with family and friends. If I see a unique burger that catches my interest, I'm usually ordering it. It might be that and something else. And I eat only half the burger just right. to try it, but uh, I'm definitely trying them. But I also have to keep in mind too, again, going back to data and, and being disciplined, we always have to keep in mind who is our core consumer. Um, you know, looking at where our restaurants are, they're not, we don't have a lot of metro locations. We, we're mostly suburban, even rural. So we keep that in mind. You know, As much as I love for example, um, quesabiria tacos, we're not going to have a quesabiria steak burger anytime soon, not until it becomes more ubiquitous. So, I mean, that that's really, you know, we want to be smart about it. We do want to be on top of trends in the burger space, but we want to make sure that I, that concepts and flavor profiles are proven to work in QSR before we explore. Well, aside from Freddie's menu, I, have you tried anything recently that, you know, you love the flavor of or you thought the ingredient was really special? I always love to ask that. Um, yeah, let me think. Um, anything that I've had, I mean, at home, if we're talking about burgers still, I mean, I, I've been experimenting a lot with different blends like chorizo and short rib blend or, mm. or um, you know, blending in um bacon or, or pork belly 
in with ground beef. Typically at home, if I'm having a cookout, it's I've got some sort of custom blend in the burger. Um, and you're seeing that a lot out at in, in casual dining restaurants or even even fine dining or polished casual. You're seeing those custom blends out there because if you're going to put a burger on the menu and charge $19.99 for it, you have to have something unique about it. So right. um, yeah, I, I love, you know, I'm originally from from New York, but I've lived in the South and Southeast for a good chunk of my life. And I love that pimento cheese is, is mm. really um, proliferating a lot more on burgers um, and, and beer cheese too. Kentucky mm-hmm. is, you know, where I live in Lexington, um, beer cheese originated supposedly in, in Winchester, Kentucky, and you're seeing it all over the place now. And then bourbon you're seeing bourbon infused sauces, it, you know, is commonplace now. I think Wendy's has a bourbon or had a bourbon infused barbecue burger. So if they're doing something, uh, it means that it's really possible anywhere. So uh, savory jams like bacon jam or tomato jam, seeing mm-hmm. that more commonplace really excites me as possibilities to put in the Freddy's menu. Yeah. And as we move into 2023, could you talk about what might be in the works? You mentioned the um, holiday shake or concrete. Is there anything else that you can reveal? (laughs) Yeah. So um, coming later this year, just next month, really, we have this amazing French onion burger where we, and I'm proud of this because it's really one of the first things on the menu that I've had my hand in. Um, And it's, it's, two steak burger patties, hand-pressed and crispy with Swiss cheese, um, this delicious French onion spread on the bun. Um, Then it has caramelized onions, applewood bacon, and then crispy fried onions. So it's an an onion lover's dream. It is absolutely delicious. Really excited about that one. It's completely new to Freddy's. We've never run anything like it before. So excited about that. I can't say fully what's on the menu for next year. We have our calendar pretty much penciled in, but nothing is fully approved yet. Um, but I can tell you some of the ideas we're working on. We have a, a super premium triple steak burger we're working on for next year. We have an amazing, um, an amazing uh, seasonal winter shake, a, a frozen hot chocolate shake that we're working on. Mm. That really is great. It did really well in any in our uh, intercept testing we've we've done in restaurant. Um, we have a, some awesome mashup ideas for burgers, some co-branded ideas. So we really are working on nothing on the nothing on the LTO calendar next year is going to be an exact copy of what we've done in the past. Everything's going to be new. Well, certainly show your stamp. Yeah, I, that's. I mean, and that's. It's not. We're not doing it to show my stamp per se, but it, it will. We're doing it because you know, it, we are utilizing the data that we mentioned, and and we want to bring new guests in and drive traffic and um, and really create some excitement about some of these new menu items and, and a reason to visit Freddy's more often. Thanks so much, Rick. That French onion burger sounds amazing. Please join me next time as we explore more trends and ideas with chefs and restaurateurs. You can download episodes of Menu Feed on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>